Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times of the COVID-19 pandemic, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. I personally consider this man a friend and mentor. He is the president at NCMIC Group, uh, better known as Nick Mick, Tony Dickinson. Tony, how are we doing today? Doing great, Mike. It's a pleasure to be on with you, and I'm glad we finally get to do this. Yeah, we have been uh, talking about doing a little podcast action for for a little bit. So yes, this is uh, it's it's nice, and I'm glad you were able to find some time in your schedule today to uh, to kind of hang out with us. Anytime for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. So for the folks that are listening um, that don't know who you are, uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. You bet. So. Mike, appreciate the introduction. Uh, my day job these days, I'm the president of the finance company at NCMIC. And that uh, role came into that role at the beginning of this year. Just the way I dreamt it would be to walk into the presidency and then a couple months later have COVID-19 breakout and uh, just what I studied in grad school and everything else, exactly how they said it was going to be into this new role. So, uh totally different times. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I have the, the pleasure and the honor of leading a team here that serves uh, a lot of small businesses, medical professionals. Uh, we're an insurance and finance company, and we actually insure on the insurance side, two thirds of the chiropractors across the entire United States. And my team, what we do to help those insureds is take care of a lot of their finance needs. So that's what I'm, uh, that's what I signed up to do. <laughs> and uh, right now it's a little bit of uh, everything trying to answer questions that are on people's minds. Uh, really, if you look at all the data and the polls out there, financial uh, hardship is really one of the things in a lot of cases, even ahead of people's health concerns right now is how do I manage my cash flows and my business while I'm getting hit hard with um, shelters in place or uh, restaurants, bars not being able to be opened, or if you own a gym, I mean, just go down the list. And I think we've all been impacted some way financially. And you, you don't want to look at the market these days and think about your, uh, you know, 401k has turned into a 201k right now right. and uh, all of those challenges that we have. So the list goes on and on and on. And what we're trying to do is just help navigate those waters for as many people as possible while we're trying to figure it out as well. And, uh, that's the fun of being the president of the finance company. Prior to, prior to Nick Mick, um, you were also, uh, involved with Wells Fargo and you were also the youngest for those that may not know you, the youngest district manager at the Radio Shack Corporation when Radio Shack was in business. And uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we actually crossed paths uh, when I started as a manager in training. I think you were on the tail end of your time there um, as the as the DM. So um, in addition to those roles, what are some of the other things that you're doing in the community? Yeah, so I think we all have the benefit of living in this wonderful community and there's endless possibilities of things to do. And I've been fortunate to, to be involved in, you know, uh, quite a few different things. Um, today I serve on the board of the boys and girls clubs of central Iowa. 
I'm also on the board of the Iowa Sports Foundation, and many of you would know the corporate games and the summer games and the senior games and the adaptive sports Iowa and Live, Live Healthy Iowa. That Iowa Sports Foundation is the umbrella organization for all of those. And then I'm on the uh, alumni board at my alma mater. My undergraduate work was at Mount Mercy University in Cedar Rapids, and I, I chaired that board at one point and have remained active today. So I always appreciate when I get the chance to go back to Cedar Rapids and see the eastern part of the state where I'm from and my friends and, um, and family over on that side of the state at Mount Mercy. So those would be a few things, and uh, the list goes on, but those are the ones that get the majority of my time. Sounds. How do you have any time left? <laughs> I coach a little bit of youth uh, youth sports on the side uh, when I run out of uh, you know things to do. Talk about some of the challenges that you may have had, whether it's in you know the roles from the community side of things or from the 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 working side of things. Uh, talk about some times that you've had some challenges that you faced. Um, in the past, and we'll, we'll circle back to the ones that are happening right now, but talk about times in, that you've had some challenges in the past and uh, how you've led your teams through those challenges. Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, I think I'm probably a, a slow learner because I've, I've had a handful of challenges, maybe more than my fair share, and I probably got myself into most of those challenges. But, you know, I think it starts back to, to college. Uh, my junior year, I started, as, as you mentioned, I interned with the Radio Shack Corporation when I was in college. And that's really when I started working full time and going to school full time. So I didn't really know what I was signing up for. And I'm glad I did it when I was 21 years old because there wasn't a whole lot of sleep that was taking place during that time. But to I ended up going into my senior year. I ran a Radio Shack uh, location in Coralville while I was going to school in Cedar Rapids doing that full time and commuting back and forth uh, and then trying to maintain a little bit of a college social life along with all your academics and everything. That was quite the challenge. And in the moment it was probably more than I thought that I could handle and a lot of stress and um, a lot of questioning your own ability and strength and all those things. But, you know, you, come out on the other side and things get better and you learn a lot from it. And you realize that you have to build a strong support system around you and you can't do it by yourself. And you learn the importance of delegation and including the team and uh, working together as a collective team versus trying to be the Superman and do it all by yourself. Um, And you you know, kind of your breaking points and when you need to take a step back and when you need to, you know, turn to, to others, whether that's your friends or your family, um, or your coworkers. And so I, I kind of learned all those things by, uh, trial and error and mostly learned it by failing and, uh, not being really great at what I was doing. There were times where I was not a great, uh, leader for my team. There were times I was not a great student. Uh, there was times that my roommates would tell you I probably wasn't a great roommate and go down the list. And so I screwed a lot of things up and I tried to at least take those as a education session of uh, what can I learn from this and how can I get better and try not to make that same mistake twice. And then, and then I graduated and uh, life was a little easier and got into the banking world. And then 2008, 2009 come and a financial crisis hit. So um, that was 
very challenging and very unique. And they said it was, you know, the worst financial crisis of all time. So again, you get into this stressful situation and you're, you're feeling like you're overwhelmed and you think about your personal challenges you're going through and your customers are going through really big challenges. And thankfully that's where I really started to realize the power of my network and who are the people around me that have lived through, you know, my my dad went through the farm crisis in the eighties. So I spent a lot of time talking to my dad during that time I was working in a bank and there was, there were so many great leaders inside of that bank and I could turn to them and, and talk to them about challenging times that they had been through. And then I was really starting to get to know some people in the community and people who had successful businesses that had maybe started a business and had a business failed and then start another business. And what did they learn from it? How could they do different? So uh, really trying to learn from as many people as possible and, and realize that none of us have all the answers. And I always kind of thought, the leader was supposed to have all the answers and to realize the importance of being vulnerable and uh, admitting that you don't have all the answers and trying to uh, work together as a team versus trying to be the Superman again. And uh, that continued to come through and, and, and we got through it, you know, and that's kind of the story of all these challenges of whether it was the college or whether it was on the farm growing up or whether it was the financial crisis or whether what, what we're into today where it doesn't feel like there's any end in sight, uh, we're going to get through it. I, I don't know when that is, but we're going to come out on the other side and there's going to be some things that we're going to learn and there's going to be some good come from it, even though it might not feel like it right now. Yep. Absolutely. And now you had talked about or you had mentioned uh, some times where you felt like you knew what your breaking points were um, and things maybe weren't going well or you were overwhelmed or stressed out. And you mentioned that all through uh, whether it was college or, you know, working in the bank or you probably even now for that matter. What uh, what are some of the things that you do? I know you see, you mentioned some of them earlier, but I want to get a little more in depth. What are some of the things that you do to kind of help keep yourself focused and your mind right so that you can go out and be that strong leader that people are depending on? Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not the expert. Again, my best lessons have come from the stuff I've screwed up. So I'm, I'm sure I'm screwing things up right now and making mistakes. And no matter uh, how hard I'm, I'm trying, there's going to be some things I'm going to learn from that. But I think it's always been important to uh, remember what's important, you know, and that's in a time like this where you can think about yourself or you can think about, uh, you know, my business is down significantly, or I can think about the, the markets and looking at my, um, my net worth or look at my 401k and it looks terrible. And you can start to think about, about me or about myself. And what's really important is, is your team. And what's really important is your family. And what's really important are your customers. And that's the things that that I got to try to remember. Um, it's not about, me. It's about those other folks and what they're going through and how we can help them. And then remember why you're doing this job in the first place. Um, You know, if you, that's why companies have vision and values and why they have mission statements and think about how they're out there. And, you know, for us at NCMIC, our vision is that we take care of our own. And I got to remember 
Um, that's why we're doing this. And our own, those are our, our, our healthcare professionals and those are our insureds and those are our small business owners. And how do we take care of them right now? And, and maybe it's, sometimes it's with answers. Other times it's with products and loan modifications and lending them money when they need it. And other times it's just to be there to listen to them and to have some empathy and, and um, try to help them uh, by sometimes just listening to them and hearing them out and letting them know that they have somebody that's going to be there for them. That's why a lot of companies around here work so hard to get their team set up remotely and to be able to work from home and uh, make those movements because your customers need to know that you're going to be there for them, that when they call you, whether you're in your basement or whether you're in your office, that you're going to be able to answer the phone and take that phone call and to be able to at least listen to them, if, if nothing else, listen to them. And so why are you here in the first place um, is something I try to come back to. And then just think about that there's going to be something good that's going to come from this. And what will it be? And if your pursuit every day of trying to figure out what the good's going to be and how you're going to find it, you probably got a pretty good chance that you're going to be able to benefit from it. And so it's easy to find the negative, pick up the newspaper, go out on social media. You can find the negative right. and most people are, are doing that. Um, it's not as easy to find the positive. And if you're out there in the pursuit of the positive, you at least have some kind of a, a noble journey that you're on. And I think that uh, that'll help get your mindset and the mentality right. And you've talked about the failures um, that you've, you know, encountered on, you know, all throughout your career. Let's put a twist on that now. And then let's, let's look at the other side, the lessons that you've learned. And, and based on those, give me, if you could, your top two to three uh, lessons that you learned from any of the various failures that maybe stick out to you and how you would, or maybe even how you are applying those now as we do deal with the coronavirus. Yeah. So on the, on the lessons learned, there's probably, you know, a, a book that can be written on the, on the lessons learned here. Uh, but I think one of the first early ones was around the building your team around you and having a community, thinking about this as a community or what's your tribe that um, you would tackle this together. And so I always thought that the leader was when I was younger, I thought the leader was the person that had to have all the answers and they had to be the one that came up with all of the strategy and all the vision. And then you realize pretty quickly that that's not the case and that um, you're better together. And if you use the collective power and wisdom of, of the team, you're going to get a lot further. And, and, you know, I was a, as a, as a college athlete and as somebody that's competitive, you think about how do I be number one and, and life's a team sport. It's not about one person being number one. It's about the pursuit of the team goal of getting to the top of whatever that is. And so really refocusing it and thinking less about myself and more about the other people around me. And not about how do I succeed, but how do we succeed? And my role might be pretty small in that. My role might be from, from behind my role might be uh, silent in it and that's okay. It's how do we, uh, how do we come together and, and win as a team? And, and what is my role that I can play in that, whether it's little or small, it doesn't have to be at the front all the time. So I think 
that was, um, that was an important thing, uh, for me to learn in this. I think just realizing that I w- learned way more from my failures than I ever did from my success. And, and that was okay. I think that was important and, uh, really the people that you surround yourself with. And so uh, there's just so many people that uh, I can't thank enough that, uh, have been mentors and have been advisors and, uh, people that I can call and they'll pick up the phone and they'll share their experiences and they'll share their wisdom. And so I realized the more of those people I had around me, the better chance I had to be successful. And then how could I be in that, uh, sphere of influence or that circle for other people and provide that same kind of role for others, whether it's a mentor or advisor or a coach. So I think those were um, some things that, that really stood out to me. And in today, I really think a lot about the the self care piece of it. Uh, We're, we're facing a, a health crisis and we think about the, the health concerns that we all have and how we have to take care of ourselves from the healthcare side of it. Um, but maybe we don't think about enough, the the mental health piece of it and the importance of that. I, I don't know anybody that's had a mental health illness or challenge that really saw it coming. And so I don't think we, we see it coming and sometimes we can stress out so much or sometimes we can work ourselves so hard or sometimes we can get so depressed that then one day we wake up and something's wrong. And so I think it's important now that we're caring for, you know, we need to care for ourselves and each other uh, physically, but I think we need to care for ourselves and each other mentally as well. And so don't take it for granted that somebody's doing okay. Don't take it for granted that it's okay that somebody has, you know, been, been sheltered in place in their home for, days or weeks or a month and they haven't seen other people. And that, you know, that's, these are the times where FaceTime and video and all those kind of ways to try to make a personal connection are that much more important. So I'm not an expert here by any means. And I got a lot of room to grow here, but I'm really thinking about the physical and the mental health of going through uh, a crisis or a pandemic like this. Yep. And I'm actually and I'm glad that you put that spin on it, because to your point, I, I think a lot of people don't really realize that uh, those things can happen until they're in them. And I'm guessing with this situation, a lot of people are starting to get to that point now as we, you know, kind of wade through uh, through this situation. And and like you said, though, too, the good thing is, is we know that we are going to come out of this. It will get better um, and we'll be better for it. It's just sometimes it is hard to see that when you're in the middle of it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, other than that, Tony, anything else? Oh man, I just hope everybody out there is doing well and again, taking care of themselves both physically and mentally. And I appreciate you, Mike, and I appreciate what the partnership's doing here to uh, aggregate some of these stories and share uh, amongst others. I know I'm going to learn a lot more uh, from other people than I am going to be able to, you know, give something that's valuable to anybody else. So, I look forward to to hearing uh, from the other people that you're talking to as well. And when this is all over, sir, you and I are going to (laughs) Jethro's (laughs) and we're going to have a nice lengthy conversation. But uh, Tony, take care, stay healthy. And thanks for uh, thanks for chatting with us today. Appreciate you. 
Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.